0: I'm Sherry. I'm Terry. We know you can't see it, but... We're totally twins. And And we we all know know two is is better better than than one. one. So when I got a new iPhone from T-Mobile... I got one too. Now we can have twice the fun. Literally. Right now, when you buy one iPhone 8 from T-Mobile, you get a second iPhone 8 on us after rebate. Because the only thing better than one
1: iPhone is a second iPhone. Join T-Mobile today. If you cancel, phone balance is due. Full price, $700. Finance agreements and trade-in required for iPhone offer.
0: So many shows, podcast for the blacklist. For the blacklist. For Raymond Reddington because he. Right. Come on, Pete. I know that's right. Or maybe it's not. It
1: is not. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, talking blacklist. Season five, episode fourteen. Um, Mister Mister Sinclair. What, a, what an interesting episode this was. So uh, we'll uh, get into some of the stuff of the episodes. If you have not listened to us before, um, we have like three kind of main segments we do when we talk about these episodes every time, and we're going to knock those out of the way early. Then we'll talk into depth and maybe some of the different parts of the episode, some of the thoughts we had, um, and then we'll wrap it up and get out of here. Um, so if you have not watched the episode yet, don't listen yet, because there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. I'm Jay. Pete's out there. What's up, brother? How you doing, man?
1: That's Pete from dot so com. What's going on, Jay?
0: Mm, mm. It's been a while since we did a Blacklist podcast, dude. It's
1: been forever. It's been- dang
0: Olympics. Ah, dang Olympics. Right, has it has it been three weeks or four weeks? Four weeks, I think. Man, I, I don't even know. And I still don't know what's in the stupid suitcase. Hey, before nope. we get into these th- three things, did you see the trailer kind of thing at the for um, next week's episode?
1: Yes, and I was going to bring that up to you because you told me you don't watch trailers, and I was going to say, did you really not watch it? And I was going to have this whole thing where we talk <laughs> about it without you knowing what happened, but it appears you do know what happened.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I never watch, um, for those of you that know me out there, I never watch, like, the what's coming next week trailers because – I always feel like they're full of nonsense trying to trick me into stuff. Um, and the uh, stuff. And because I watched this show on DVR. Sorry, NBC, I couldn't watch it live. I was busy. Um, I actually stood up from the couch and I was getting ready to hit my pause, delete thing. And it came on and I just watched it. Stupid. But do you believe it? That's all I want to know. You can talk more about it later. But do you believe it?
1: No, it's going to be nonsense that tricks us. <laughs> all right. right, that's what I'm saying I'm calling it also
0: <laughs> Yeah, see, that's why I don't watch those damn things Ugh. Oh well Oh well, alright, let's start off by Rating the episode, we always rate the episode 1 to 10, or 0 Really to 10 uh, The lower number means not as good of an episode Get all the way up to 10 It's an amazing episode, and we Rate them in Tom Keen stab wounds in memory of the semi-great, greatest guy at least for being
1: ever, ever, Tom Keen. Ever! Ever! Greatest ever. The GOAT.
0: Uh, do you want to go first on this one, or do you want me to? Yes,
1: I, I'll go first because mine is interesting, because I always have an angle or a gimmick, so here's my gimmick yes, for this you week. Yes, right, you ready? <laughs> here's the gimmick. I broke it down perfectly. So I'm going to give this episode six Tom Keen stab wounds. Now, it's only contingent on next week. We get a better episode than this week, and I can give it Tom Keenan Stables. However, if I do not like next week's episode, this one gets a three. So,
0: <laughs> so you're you're making uh, um, ratings now potentially retroactive. On, yes. On, that's interesting. Changing the, game,
1: uh, changing the game every way possible, baby. That's how we do it.
0: How in the heck am I supposed to keep up with this? Holy moly. Okay, so it's a six. But it could end up being a three. Or hell, next week could knock your socks off and it could somehow change it to a 9.9. 9. Okay, I got you. All right. Holy moly. um, Man, I was not expecting that. That kind of threw me off my game a little bit. But I am going to rate this episode a four. Okay. Um, you know me. I usually am somewhere in the six, seven, eight range for most of the episodes. I am... Um, this episode didn't impress me very much. Um, the whole storyline about the doppelganger kind of thing was kind of cool. And, uh, Reddington kind of taking him away from the FBI at the end was kind of cool because now you wonder what's going to happen with him next kind of thing. But the whole, the, the nonsense therapy and the, like, I don't know what Elizabeth Keen is really doing. I don't know. I, um, and after, like, a two-and-a-half-year break between episodes, because that's how long it feels, I don't know. I was expecting something a little more explosive, maybe. Am I, am I wrong? Should I have just accepted it and rated it as an eight? Or am I on the right track? What do you think?
1: First, I think that everybody needs to address the fact that Jay's years, like they have dog years, Jay's years, <laughs> every every three and a half weeks <laughs> equals two and a half years in Jay's years. Can <laughs> so, uh, so we we'll
0: yeah. do that math? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my I, math I is I watched, normal,
1: normal. I watched the episode twice. The first time I watched it, I was waiting to see the progression in the storyline. The second time I watched it, I said, I'm going to do a podcast, so I want to pay attention to the little nooks and crannies. And when right. I saw the when I saw the episode, I felt like, all right, you know they're throwing some stuff out there, and then I saw the trailer, which we'll get into later, and I felt like this episode could have been very important if we do get answers next episode, but like I said, we'll talk about that later.
0: Okay, that's cool. All right, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Uh, Next thing we talk about is our impact player of the episode. Um, Not necessarily the person that got the most screen time or did the most amazing thing, but maybe perhaps had the biggest impact or... Impacted us somehow big time within the episode. Who did you have for that?
1: One hundred percent, ten votes to none for Sinclair. Really?
0: Yeah, he really?
1: he got himself yeah he got himself in the mix, and we don't know which way he's going. And I feel like everybody's playing an end game here, and I'm really curious to see who wins.
0: Hmm. Hmm. You know. Um, I, I guess I can't disagree with that because it, it makes total sense to me. Um, I went with a much smaller player in this episode and kind of because we're still figuring out what's going on with this guy. Um, and really what his end game is and what the hell he's doing and why he's part of the police. Um, but I'm going with Ian Garvey. Um, we saw him for, I don't know, 60 seconds, maybe and a, a little meeting about Reddington and Elizabeth Keene. Um, and I feel like even his 60 seconds of presence on screen kind of screamed out saying, what the hell is this guy doing? What is his endgame? Why in the hell is he in law enforcement? What can we expect? Um, and because you just can't trust that guy, no matter what, he was my, he made the biggest impact for me. But you know, I just need I, to know what he's doing. I just when need I to know him, what he's doing. When I
1: saw him, when I saw him on the screen, it it re- like it's it's called to me. Like, pay attention. This is going to be important for later.
0: Yeah, man. I, God, man. I just we've never really known what his deal is. Um, and I feel like every time he does show up now, because we only see bits and pieces of him now. Every time we do see him now. It just reinforces the fact that we really don't know what the hell he's doing and what the end game is. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Your biggest takeaway from the episode. What was your biggest takeaway? There's a couple, I think, good options here.
1: All right. Um, one, one of my biggest takeaways was that from what they unveiled in their little meet that Red, Reddington, all the episodes, all the things we saw him do in the previous episodes all led up to him taking over you know, an operation to make his comeback, which we knew about. But my number one takeaway, cause I'm, and I'm going to make a guess here, but I'm okay. guessing that Red needs a doppelganger to, to do some stuff because honestly that was a pretty sly way of um, committing murders and not being in trouble for it. So right. I think he needs that. He needs that doctor to create, to create it for somebody, and I'm really interested to see who – When and why and how
0: Yeah we're We definitely need to come back to that It's something we need to talk about uh, Because I have Some of the same questions that you probably do And I have some of my own thoughts So we'll have to revisit that here in a few minutes Um, I think that's I I think that's a good choice Um, For me I'm going to pick maybe A lesser Acknowledged one I guess um, And because I was I was kind of stuck between that And I was stuck Between them actually Allowing that uh, Detective to learn what was going on with Threddington that was pretty big for me too um, But I'm going to pick uh, Kind of like a character I guess Harold Cooper is my biggest Takeaway because I don't know I don't know what kind of control he really has in all of this anymore. And I feel like I saw that or felt that in this episode. Um, You know, especially when he was meeting with Reddington early in the episode. I don't know. I guess maybe he wants to tone down Reddington, but you can't really tone down Reddington and you can't really trust him. And uh, like the whole thing where, um, Reddington gave them the tip and said, hey, this is where um, uh workshop or home is. You should go here. And, of course, Reddington took the little dossier with him. Um, and nobody from the team's going to get it from him. So it's like the leader of this super amazing FBI task force, his hands are so tied. He's, I feel like. We're watching him lose more and more control every week, you know, and like at the end where Reddington hands over the envelope of names and addresses of all these people that have gotten away with murder, which is a good catch, but that's not what you were trying to get. You were trying to get this guy and you let Reddington beat you again. So my biggest takeaway is Cooper is, I think he's losing too much. Am I being too critical? I mean, I like Harold Cooper, but I feel like much bigger pawn than he ever has been.
1: I think that it's a good point what you're saying and I also believe that Harold Cooper knows that right now with the Tom Keene investigation, it's going it's getting bigger than he can ever be, and I think he kind of is going to need Reddington to be, you know, on his side 100% motivated and ruthless and he's going to need Reddington in order to, to overcome Whatever is about to come From right. them investigating What they're investigating I think he knows That he needs help So you know He's trying to, to stay The thwarted figure But realizes he has No real power And when you know it, It's kind of like They say when you're a parent And your kid's a teenager And you realize like I could punish them But it really doesn't Mean anything at this point Like so <laughs> right. what am I really doing right. But false threats At this point And they, they both right. Know it So it's just kind of like Okay I understand this now Yeah
0: Crappy predicament demand, that's for sure. Oh, awful. Yeah. All right, you want to um, get into your biggest takeaway that you just brought up? Um, dive into that a little deeper. Or Did you have anything else that um, stuck out to you you want to bring up first?
1: No, we can move on to Doppel. Actually, you know what? I am going to go back real quick. Um, I actually okay. felt a little a little warmness and a little bit of um, Ray Reddington fanhood when he was at Whoa. the um, cemetery and the lady was crying and said give me a minute and he said stay as long as you want and she grabbed his arm and he like grabbed her hand and I felt like it was just a real genuine moment like you could be a jerk your whole life do awful things (laughs) and it's just a little moment where you know we'll notice it you know and this is just everybody has it in them and it doesn't matter when it comes out but when you see it you kind of just know that you know it's a good moment and I felt good about the moment I was like "All right, you know he's team Reddington for a moment and I went back to hating him but we can move on
0: that's that's too funny because uh, that actual moment, too, uh, I was thinking about that watching it as well. Uh, you know that I'm all Team Reddington. I think he is the man. Um, uh, uh, you know, I have a full-size poster of him up on my bedroom because I aspire to be him one day. Uh, But in that in that moment, I, you know, I felt the same thing, like, wow, this is a really kind of touching thing. He, you know, and we've seen him do some good things for people in the past. But actually, in this moment, I sat there wondering, like, what's he up to? Is there something else besides this? Is there something behind this? Am I missing something? He doesn't need to be doing this. So I, you finally look at him in a good way, and now it's me that questioned him. <laughs> Damn it, Blacklist. All right, let's talk about this doppelganger thing and uh, Raymond Reddington. And why in the heck does he want this guy? What's he going to do with him? Um, first, I'm just going to throw out there, I think, the whole doppelganger I'm going to find a twin so you can get away with anything. Kind of, I, I did like that storyline. I do think that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty scary how you could get away with that because I think in reality you probably could if you took the time to pull it off. Um, but what does, what does Raymond want with this guy? Why, Raymond, he's been a criminal mastermind empire kind of guy forever now. Why would he need a
1: doppelganger?
0: Does he need a doppelganger? What What do you think?
1: I have a guess I do. I believe that he needs a doppelganger because he's going to have somebody kill somebody that's very, very important, possibly works for a police task force, and is looking into him and protecting the Tom Keene murder that they did. I think somebody big is going to have to die, and he can't have his hands anywhere near it.
0: So is it his hands he's going to be protecting, or... Is he maybe thinking ahead that, like, all right, Elizabeth Keene's going to get a revenge. She's going to kill six people that she shouldn't. We need to get her twin out there ahead of this. You think it's him, her, somebody else?
1: It's important. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's big time. Yeah. This, is, this is fourth quarter, two-minute drill. You know, this is big time he's getting this guy because, obviously, they wouldn't show you the whole episode about this guy and what he does and how he does right. it if they didn't right. want you to remember it for the future when it happens and now they could also open up a whole bunch of other storylines with everybody having a doppelganger if they want.
0: Now this this to me I mean I agree with you. I think um I definitely we have something important coming down the line. But um just considering the amount of time it takes to put something like that together and prep someone and Prep the scenario of, hey, you're going to run and you're going to do this and you're going to say hi to these people and they're going to know. I mean, you got to put that together. So that doesn't sound like something that's going to happen quickly. Is this something that will come back this season? Or is this something we may not see until a future season?
1: This season. Absolutely.
0: So it must be really big then.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's important.
0: All right. Um I mean I'd like to see it happen this season too. I hate to wait for anything. Um Hint hint NBC suitcase. Hello. Open camp, are you listening? Suitcase. Um what about the um this whole uh Elizabeth's calling nine one one and changes her mind and brings this jerk detective into the fold. What what do you make of this? I'm not sure. What I think or feel about this yet? What do you think?
1: I wonder who's playing who, really, because, like I said, right. I don't know if this if this detective guy is really trying to get in with the task force because you know he knows something dirty's going on with his organization, and maybe they could turn it around on him. I don't know if he's actually trying to get close to the red like they made you believe. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if Liz brought him in on purpose so she could keep an eye on him, compared to him keeping an eye on her. You know, like it's a lot of trust being handed over to somebody you barely know and <laughs> right. shouldn't trust, as I feel at least. So, you know, I, I understand Liz's end game. She's sitting there saying, I want to find the killer, the killers to my husband so bad right. that why wouldn't I ask you for help if, I, if unless I was suspicious of you? So she's right. bringing him in, saying, Okay, help me. I need help no matter what. At the same time, she's playing her own game. And then he's playing his own game, we believe. And, you know, Red's always playing his own game or multiple games.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> So, all right, let me ask you this about him then. Um, and obviously this is purely a, opinion speculation because I don't know that there's any way to really know yet. Is this detective, is he on legitimately, let's say legitimately, is he on the side of uh, even Garvey, the law, the law enforcement side? Or is he really on that um I don't want to say evil side, but the bad guy side, I guess. Which side is he really entrenched in? Do you do you get a sense of either way?
1: I think that he's a law guy, kind of like wrestler. Oh, should we say used to be? Was the wrestler was a law guy? You know, until right. he starts murdering people. But um, <laughs> right. yeah. To, to get back to him, I believe yeah he's um I believe he's a law guy and has this story unfold and he starts to see these clues and he sees what Elizabeth really has. I think he's gonna realize that this side is actually the law side and the side with Garby is not and okay. I think this is gonna this is gonna lead into something real big. I feel it's coming. It has to.
0: Okay. I I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um because I keep I keep switching. I keep thinking, Okay, he's a real good cop to oh no, he's not a good cop. He's in with this dude to, oh, maybe he doesn't know what the hell's going on, he's still a good cop and you know, I don't know.
1: You know what that means? Which, I'll tell you what that means. That means he's a really good actor.
0: <laughs> yeah, it means he's a good actor. We've got good writing behind it. Yeah, um, I like that. I do like that because um, it's it's good to know things, but it's it's more fun kind of to sit there and have to wonder for a while. Yep. Um, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you that has really nothing to do with this episode. Just have uh, i I feel like uh, some of these episodes really, um, while some are obviously better than others, I feel like some are not necessarily filler episodes, but they don't, um, they don't hold the key to a lot of uh, questions that we have out there. Um, so they're telling other stories or maybe setting things up for the future or whatever. A character I would really like to see more of or if we're going to have another episode that maybe you know is out there a little bit or uh, is kind of a filler thing to keep us waiting for another cliffhanger or whatever, I really want to see more of Dembe. When, would, would you enjoy an episode that was very Dembe-centric? I like that guy. I'd like to see something with, with him.
1: I would love to see... An episode with Dembe eccentric. However, I would only not want to see it because all that means is that he's probably going to die in that same episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to die.
1: So I'd rather to see to less of him and know that he's going to be around for a long time because that's 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 one of my favorites right there. Like he's the guy. Dembe's my man. Love Dembe.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Oh man, well. Another episode in the books. So anything else you want to run run through, go over, dive deep into? I don't feel like there was a million things in this episode. What do you think about the, the whole therapy session, get your badge back thing? How would you feel about all that?
1: I think the therapist did her job. I mean, you, it, that, you weren't supposed to like her, so they, she did her job. However... I believe her real job was to get – to try to get the anger out of Elizabeth Keane, to try to see if you could provoke her and if she'll snap. How mentally stable is she without Elizabeth even knowing that she's trying to do that, which is a therapist's job? So I think right. she kind of – like I said, good, good acting, good writing, good job. It, it, it was perfect. I felt like it was something that would really – it was really the way it would break down. I felt like that would really happen if that was like a real-life scenario and not just on TV.
0: Now, I have a dumb question for you. It might be because I wasn't paying attention or maybe it was never stated. Um, I'm not sure. The therapist herself, is she – that looked very private practice to me. Is she private practice or was she actual like an FBI employee or is she like contracted out? Did they say – did I miss that?
1: I didn't see the answer to that, so I'm going to speculate.
0: Well, here's why I ask. That, that, um, the conversation between her and Reddington in the car, that was a really odd conversation. Yeah. And I have, I have very limited knowledge and experience when it comes to therapists. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't see a therapist. Attacking someone uh, Like that And I really took that as an attack So I try to think about like What what was the point of that What was that going to do How was that going to help Elizabeth And then because it's the blacklist And nothing is ever as it seems What do you think about her being on Reddington's payroll And that was all an act
1: It was a good job (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, am I am I pulling way too many strings? Uh, My
1: no, just I think too you far it. out there. No, I think you nailed it. That's just really good watching and podcasting. If you ask me, we call that Boshin.
0: <laughs> yeah, boshing. That's right. Shout out, bosh. Um, Shout out, Tracy. Right. Well, ever be Titus the third? Um. All right, yeah, because I I wonder about that. It just seemed it seemed very out of place. What was the point? I don't know. And you know, Reddington, that could all been one big act. I don't know. Yep. <sighs> Damn you, blacklist. Damn you. All right. Well, hey, I'm hope. Well, let's talk about that trailer. I mean, not that there's a ton of things to throw out there but that trailer made some promises or at least to me it made some promises did it make any promises to you
1: for about five seconds i watched it and i saw the thing that said questions will be answered and i was like oh man jay didn't see this i get to catch him off guard on the (laughs) on the podcast and then i thought to myself five like two minutes later i was like You know what? I was like, they're just going to answer like three questions that don't even mean (laughs) anything. The suitcase isn't going to show up. It's too early in the season to get the big answers.
0: It is early. It is, unless there's a huge turn coming that we're not seeing, which, again, it's the blacklist. It's possible. But, I mean, I really feel like they're like, you better watch next week because we're going to tell you everything, everything you ever wanted to know. Tune in. And, which is why I don't watch these stupid things. But I feel like they got to give us something now. I mean, because, you know, those trailers for the next week, they always give you a, a teaser two, but to tell you you're going to get answers, I mean, obviously they're not specific. Could be like, what is Red having for lunch today? Here's your answer. Um, do you think it has anything to do with the suitcase at all?
1: I think that we 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 might – it might be, honestly, I, I can see something like, oh, and by the way, so-and-so's in the suitcase, and then that's it, end of the suitcase story, move on to who Killed Tom Keene. <laughs> I can right. see that.
0: Um,
1: and oh, it wait, looked you remember, like – Wait, do you yeah. remember what he said in the trailer, what Red said? He said this is the kind of chase that doesn't end in a prison – like in a jail cell, right? Remember he said that with the law enforcement? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So somebody, someone might get it. Someone's going to die
0: because it looks like he's, I don't know if he's face to face or it's, it's come to a head with him and Garvey. Did you get that sense? That's, that's how I felt.
1: Yeah. And he's going to need a doppelganger to protect him to get shot. So they don't shoot him.
0: <laughs> God help me. I can't, I just can't. See,
1: now that, that's my point though. If next week, Reddington gets shot, but it's his doppelganger, and we find out who's in the suitcase, then guess what? This week's episode remains goes up to like a seven or eight. But if we don't get none of that and the question's a bull, it goes back down to three. We retroactive
0: <laughs> Oh man. Oh. And now I now I gotta keep track of multiple podcast ratings for the same episode. Dang, Dang
1: it. That person <laughs>
0: That is more than obvious Oh man Alright well hey I'll take it It's all good I guess we'll get ready to wrap this puppy up I like it uh, Blacklist Wednesday nights We'll uh, we'll be back next week to do another podcast To chat about that episode Which hopefully gives us some answers If not You're going to hear from Pete And he's going to tell you how it went down to a 3 And if it was really bad I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he knocked it down to a 2
1: if it's really bad, Tom Keene will be stabbing us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Right. Hey, we're so Many shows. com. Check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, there's actually a big thing on the website right now to do some voting on shows you would like to see renewed. And the blacklist is on that. Um, so if you're a blacklist fan, which I would suspect you are since you're listening, you should probably get out there and vote. Yeah, that too. com. Hey, I'm Jay. Who are you?
1: I'm Pete. Good night everybody. We're out of here. Shout out to Tom yeah. The Blackbird Blackbird
0: sherry i'm terry we
1: know you can't see it but we're totally twins and, and we all know, know two is, is better, better than, than one. one so
0: when i got a new iphone from t-mobile i got one too now we can have twice the fun literally right now when you buy one iphone 8 from t-mobile you get a second iphone 8 on
1: us after rebate because the only thing better than one iphone is a second iphone join t-mobile today if you cancel phone balances due full price 700 dollars finance agreements and trade-in required for iphone offer what a matchup! And what a team, Mike. MetroPCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to MetroPCS and an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. MetroPCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on MetroPCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.